If you were a giant monster, would you rather destroy Tokyo or New York? My name's Jonathan. I'm one of the game gurus at Snakes and Lattes, and this is the Snakes Cast, the podcast for people who don't know as much about board games as they'd like to know. This week, it's another compare and contrast in the game spotlight, with Richard Garfield's smash hit King of Tokyo going up against its sequel, King of New York. Hey, two, two cities enter, neither one leaves. Welcome to the show, folks. Welcome back, Maddie McLean. Hey. Welcome, Steve Tassie. Forget about it. <laughs> Let's start with King of Tokyo. It's a game we've mentioned quite a few times. It's one of the most popular games at Snakes and Lattes. You guys bring it out all the time, same as me, right? Monster Yahtzee. What's, what's not yeah. to love? Combat Yahtzee, absolutely. It's great stuff. Giant monsters smashing each other. You roll big, chunky dice. It's you get... called Cool Points. <laughs> <laughs> so you, do you actually like the game as well? Do you play it on your own? No. Not a fan? <laughs> I, I, I'm actually of no opinion of the game. It's not a game I've ever actually played. Really? So other than one time when I played it with a partner at the time and I just got demolished every time. <laughs> and I realized that game is maybe not a good game to play for two. No. <laughs> but I imagine if I played it with a large group of people, I would probably enjoy it. The gameplay is just so simple. The theme's so easy to get into. It's just, it's a lot of fun. Bright, colorful destruction. Mm-hmm. Yes. The best kind of destruction. Yeah. I own it. Uh, I have played it numerous times. When it first came out, uh, it was a huge hit at the cafe, and practically all the staff were just like, let's play King of Tokyo, King of Tokyo, ah, rawr, destroy, smash, kill. We played the heck out of that game. And um, I enjoy it. It's it's not a strategic game. It's not a game about thinking. It is very luck-based, but it has mitigation elements. You decide when to re-roll your dice and so on. But uh, it's not one that gets a lot of play in my house anymore. Mm. It's uh, kind of played out? It's it's kind of played out. I even have the power-up expansion. And while that's good, it's not good enough uh, to keep the interest in it. I love the theme. Um, but uh, for me now... Uh, Rampage, or sorry, the terror in Meeple City uh, is my uh, monster smashing, cities destroying game. The power up expansion set introduces special powers for each monster. So, uh, Gig- sort of. Gigazor now has cool things that only Gigazor can do, and Mecha Dragon now has special Mecha Dragon powers. In theory, but I found in practice, while yes, there are some individual powers that only one monster has. A whole lot of the cards in the different power-up decks, they have different names, but they do the same thing for the different monsters. So it's it's not like you now have a stack of completely unique abilities. You have a stack of unique cards because they don't have the same name as someone else's, but they do the same thing. Do you like teaching King of Tokyo? It is probably one of my favorite teaches because then you can actually you can be more animated with it. Yeah. Generally, the people who are playing it are more susceptible to being sassed. <laughs> and generally, you can have a lot more fun with that in terms yeah. of, it's you are de- a monster. You want to be the coolest monster. Kill him. Yeah, it's definitely a, a fun teach. Yes. I always refer to the, the blue stars, the victory points, as awesomeness points. That's I thought those were actually and the words. Your score <laughs> is your awesomeness rating. And to win, you have to get your awesomeness rating up to 20 points or kill everybody else. So let's talk about King of New York been around for a little while now we've had the chance to sort of bring it into circulation a bit have you recommended it a lot yeah uh mostly to people who already know king of tokyo uh, but 
I have occasionally taught it to people who don't know King of Tokyo, and it goes over well. And I think from now on, King of New York, King of Tokyo, forget about it. It's New York all the way, baby. Hmm. All right, Maddie, what have been your experiences with King of New York? I haven't actually learned it yet. Oh, goodness. That's been my major thing is because I missed the guru meeting where everyone went over it and got to learn it. (laughs) All right, we'll fill you in. Yeah, we'll get you started means. with this thing. Okay, here's what makes King of New York fun. More destruction. You get yes. these awesome little piles of buildings in each section. The, the New York's divided into several boroughs, one of which is Manhattan. And it's the central area which everybody's con- concentrating on, much like the Tokyo board in the original King of Tokyo. If you're in Manhattan, you're attacking everybody else, and everybody else is attacking you. Yeah. Uh, but you now have not only other monsters to attack, but you can destroy buildings. And when you destroy a building, it gets you something. Step on a hospital, you get hearts. You blow up a power plant, you get, you get energy. energy. And so on. Uh, but then that building turns into a military unit that is now kind of angry with you uh, <laughs> and will occasionally go crazy and attack you. Uh, and each of these different military units can also be destroyed and turned into uh, resources of some sort. They're a bit tougher points. to take out than the buildings, though. About the a little same. bit. By about one. Uh, yeah. The, uh, the numbers 1, 2, and 3 are no longer on the dice. You've still got your claws to attack people, your hearts for healing, and your bolts for getting energy and buying cards. But now we have Destruction, which is good for blowing up buildings and military units. We've got Ouch, which makes military units attack. And if you roll three of those, all the military units on the board are going to attack, and everybody's going to get hit, and the Statue of Liberty is going to become your buddy as you and Lady Liberty fight together to protect the city of New York, and that's pretty freaking hilarious. Yeah. And then there are the stars. Yeah, stars work like the victory point numbers, but um, like uh, the numbers, you can't just use one or two of them. You need three of them. And when you roll those three stars, now you get the superstar card, which is a lot like Longest Road in Settlers. As long as you have it, now individual stars are worth something. You, you immediately score a point for having achieved the superstar card. And then in the future, as long as you've got it, every star you roll is an awesome point. Um, But if somebody else rolls three or more in a single turn, then they take that card away from you. So how is it the mechanic with the minute with Manhattan? Are you allowed to change? There are a couple of places where you are at the start of your turn. If you're not in Manhattan, you can move to a different borough. So you can move from the queen from Queens to the Bronx and so on. You might want to go to a place where there's easier things to blow up or maybe not quite. That's the end of your turn. And you move at the end of your turn. That was at the start. Hmm. All right. Got to check that out. But uh, the other thing, too, is that Manhattan is divided into three areas, Lower Manhattan, Midtown, and Uptown. And when you first move into Manhattan and knock somebody out, you're in Lower Manhattan, which means you get one point and one energy. If you're still there next turn, two and one. If you're still there the turn after that, and from then on, two and two. So it rewards you for staying in the center of the action longer. Hmm. Yeah. The, the, the reward gets bigger, unlike in Tokyo, where it's the same reward every turn. Just two points. Are you able to heal while you're in Manhattan? Nope. This time? nope. Same, <laughs> same penalty. Um, but Manhattan has lots of buildings that you can destroy, and some of those will be hospitals because it's all random. And hmm. so just like with Tokyo, if you have some other way of healing, uh, then you can do that, but you just can't use your heart dice uh, to heal. So gotcha. if I step on a hospital in Manhattan, I'm still going to heal. Fair. And of course, it's got different monsters and uh, different cards, all new things there. But the, the, uh, here's the thing. It's not actually, in my experience, as easy to get across as King of Tokyo. It is a little more complicated. 
but in my experience, um, it's it's not it's not so complicated that people need to start with King of Tokyo. It does depend. Um, depends on the people, obviously. Every teach depends on the people. Obviously, <laughs> but here, here's the thing: I always get tripped up in the explanation of Manhattan. The fact that these two tracks where you can, you can climb up are, are effectively each its own space. Mm. And that is hard to get across unless people are used to dealing with Tokyo and Tokyo Bay. All right, lightning round. Which one's got cooler monsters? First one. Mm. Actually, no, I, really, I like Sheriff. There's Sheriff a, is a silly dinosaur. You won't be able to reach your guns. There, well, okay. Dinosaur is awesome, but Gigazor. Gigazor is pretty cool. I think that they each have some cool monsters. I like um, the communist Yeti in uh, in King of Manhattan. Uh, he's just awesome looking. Uh, but I also like um, I do like Gigazor. Uh, I think Draconis is a pretty sweet looking monster in Manhattan. But, but Mecha Dragon. Mecha Dragon is also pretty awesome. Only so. one of these is cl- a clear descendant of Ghidra the Three-Headed Monster. Well, sure, but then we can't all be descendants of Ghidra the Three-Headed Monster. Well, maybe we should have thought of that before we went to play King of New York. Mm-hmm. I think I think we have to go into one thing, though. There is always one character who is always the last pick for a six-player game and will never get pl- picked on any number short of that in the original game. No, and that is poor it. little alien. No, the styling ray gun, the fishbowl helmet, so classy. It's Art oh. Deco. It's fifty I always, style. It's... I always love and I, I love him dearly. And every time anyone I teach to anyone I teach that game to, I he's always the last like, to be chosen. This is Alienoid. You I don't know what monsters you people are teaching King of Tokyo to, but that is not my experience. <laughs> don't listen to that audience. So, all right, based on what you're hearing from this, which game do you like better? I would. I'd really like to try New York. I think it sounds like it would be a more enjoyable version of King of Tokyo for me. It's 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 for more more for gamers, mm-hmm. for people who are more into this sort of. There's thing. more choice. Yep. Uh, more control. Do the monsters cross over? They can be used from one set to another. So if you really are keen on Cyber Bunny or whatever, you can use Cyber Bunny in Manhattan. You could even bring the power up abilities yeah. from the expansion set over to Absolutely. Manhattan if you wanted to. You could you can even bring all the cards if you want to. It's just going to dilute the number of New York specific cards because some of the cards in King of New York uh, are cheaper or more powerful when purchased in a specific borough. Uh, whether it's Manhattan or, or Queens or Brooklyn, there are some cards that target that. And so if you were to combine the two decks together, they would come up less frequently. And there's a few King of Tokyo cards that mention Tokyo specifically. Just substitute Manhattan and you're good. But, uh, all right. Which game is the better cafe game? Tokyo. Yeah, maybe? Tokyo. It's Tokyo all the way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Faster teach. Uh, fewer parts to worry about losing. Uh, you don't it's, have to explain freaking Manhattan. Yeah, it, it, it's definitely it's definitely the better cafe game. It's the Splendor as opposed to the Camel Up. Yep. Yeah, it's not the wait, better wait, game. Wait, what? <laughs> that was a painful wound you just reopened, Maddie. That's we're not we're not going back there. We are not going back there. Okay, now here's a tougher question. If you own one, do you need the other? If you like King of Tokyo, trade it to someone else and get King of New York. That is my opinion. It is the better game. If you already like what King of Tokyo does, 
I, I doubt there's anybody out there who's truly satisfied with it as a game. I mean, it is, it's a great occasional game. It's not... I actually have a group in Ottawa that plays King of Tokyo more than they play King of New York. Hmm. Because they didn't like the New York military mechanic, apparently. Really? So Well, those people are wrong. I agree. <laughs> entirely. But, but I, I think uh, for more casual players, it is the better choice. And also, if you often are playing games at your home with people who are new to this sort of thing, that's one you want to hang on to. On the other hand, if you're playing mostly with Te Hardcores, then it's King of New York all Could the way. Could you combine them both into a single game box? I don't think all the pieces would fit. You'd have to ditch the inserts. Um, but Which are actually not bad. The King of Tokyo insert is definitely better than the... Sorry, the King of New York insert is definitely an improvement. Yeah. The, the bits fit in there a lot better than they do yes, in the King of Tokyo box. Um, I'm used to our boxes where we take the inserts out and burn yeah. them. Um, if you take out the inserts, then yes, you could put all the content. You could jam it all into one box. You could do it. Well, that, that seems that seems like the logical answer to Economical me. for shelf space, certainly. Yeah. But a pain in the butt to then have to sort it out every time you want to play. I mean, obviously, you, know, you get little deck boxes. Well, as as, as a as a home user, yes. Um, but uh, at the cafe, no, God, no, 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 never, no, no. I mean, how are we going to sort out which little green energy cubes came from Tokyo and which ones came from New York? I know you'd have to like laser etch each one with the initials of the game. Ugh. Scotty's okay with this, right? No, thank you. <laughs> All right, that's it for this week. If there's a game you'd like to see in the spotlight, tweet it to us at SnakesCast. We're going to be doing a lot more game spotlight episodes this season, which means there's a good chance that your request will actually get featured, so don't be shy about it. Steve, Maddie, thanks for joining me. Game on. <laughs> I'm afraid giant monsters have replaced my co-hosts. Uh, the SnakesCast is produced by P.T. Douglas. Music is provided by Ben Sound. The opinions expressed on the show belong to the people in it and not the company behind it. See you next time, everyone. Game on. Game on.